Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Believe in Vikings. I'm your host, Austin Baker, here with Brian McKinney, Sal Spice, and Ron Saul, the usual panel. We're going through the Vikings' triumph in week three over the Detroit Lions. Vikings go to two and one atop the NFC North in a t- absolute roller coaster game. And there were highs, there were lows, but the purple team ended up on top. We're going to go through some reactions, how our temperature is, and perhaps some surprises. If we if we got enough time, we shall see. Uh, we try to do these shows about 20 minutes a piece now that we're doing Monday and Wednesday. So let's get started. Foremost, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to bet online today and use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code believe 50 B L E A V five zero to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts atop the division, at least for a while, the Packers managed to beat the Buccaneers 14 to 12. They couldn't do us a solid down in Tampa, but the Vikings are two and one and now they'll shift course to across the ocean on Sunday and on Wednesday night. We will preview that game, but foremost, we're going to go through some of our reactions to the roller coaster game that was Vikings Lions. Sally, uh, B Max should be joining us here shortly. Uh, Sally, I'll start with you. How about a generalized reaction to you in attendance? Well, you know, it didn't feel good being 14, uh, being down by 14 points two different times. It really was blowing my mind how frequently Dan Campbell was going for it on fourth down when they were in field goal territory. And that I just really wasn't feeling good. And I, to be honest, I did not think they were going to come back and win that game, Um, especially after the blown call in the end zone on Adam Thielen. I just did not see them bouncing back. And um, I was completely wrong. And then walking out of there, was it jubilance or was it relief or both? Oh, definitely both. Super excited. I, I don't think that the team that we watched last year would have been able to pull that off. Yeah. Amen to that. I don't know how to, I don't know how to quantify why I feel that way. I just think that they wouldn't have had the energy at the end of the game to go and make the moves that they needed to do to, to have that comeback win. But that felt really different. Yeah. I'm with you on, on, especially on the defense part, because it's like the, the defense last year wasn't very good, nor is this one, but they're, they're inverted. Like the mm-hmm. the defense during the normal parts of the game in Zimmer's final year did a decent job until it got to crunch time and then they were poop. 
And then this year, they're giving up all these chunks until crunch time, and then they stand up and they flex and give the team a chance. <laughs> it's like, yeah, can't we just do both? Be competent a little bit in both? Ron, give me a reaction, sir, before Brian McKinney gets here. Well, you know, um, yeah, it was one of those where, again, I just felt like we didn't have it. We looked a little flat, um, even whenever we responded, um, you know, by going into halftime, come out of come out of halftime and, again, just looked flat. Um, so to get down by double digits twice, it's a little disheartening um, because, you know, as much as as much as I want to believe that the Lions are better than what you know, obviously their history has been, um, it's part of me still wants to believe they're still the lions. They're going to find a way we can't take advantage of it until finally the end we did. Um, so Dan Campbell definitely gave us that opportunity by kicking a field goal when he hasn't trusted his kicker all game long. Um, and you know, I know he owned it. Um, but why he didn't go for it? I don't know because they've like I think the Vikings were like three for seventeen um, on third downs, but then they let like what was it like four for seven on fourth down or four to like, six? Yeah, like so. Why in his mind is he thinking that anything was different at that point? Um, either go for it and you know have a chance to end it or punt it because um, Fox, I think Fox's name is one of the best punters in the league. But so that was baffling. But in my mind, I'm like, all right. And then even more so when he called the timeout after, you know, with 45 seconds left and we're running up to the ball and he calls the timeout and it's like, all right, that's a gift. Like that never happens to the Vikings before, because I guarantee that Osborne play doesn't happen the way it did. If, uh, if the Vikings are scrambling to the line to try to get, everything going all in one or, you know, and that with the clock running. So, um, you know, thank you, Dan Campbell for that. Um, but, um, you know, it's good to see, you know, like you guys said that they, there was a lot more fights. Like there wasn't the giving up that we would have seen in years past where, whether it's on the offense, or whether it's on the defense where, you know, they're getting gashed and they give it up um, to see the defensive line make plays at the end when they needed to, um, when I wasn't expecting them to at all, um, that was refreshing. So, and to see O'Connell in the, in the locker room afterwards, you know, dropping F bombs and, you know, basically, you know, being one of the guys, um, like, you know, this is what, what I preach, never give up. And that's kind of, I think that it's a good win to have, like, while it's terrible the way it happened in a way, it's one that you can learn from and hopefully they go into London, um, you know, with that as a learning experience i think after beating the packers in theory if you lose a week three game and you go to one to two all is not lost however there's a couple factors here it's the lions and the world would have used the the line they lost the lions and that would have been defeating and plus the big one is it was at home if you want to be taken seriously or you want to convince your fan base that you are a playoff contending team, you must win at home and especially against the Lions. So to me, this was a, a bellwether event where had they lost, which it looked like they were going to, we would have had to reevaluate all the optimism that we had throughout the summer and reforecast this thing to about an eight and nine type team. But winning changes that. Uh, substantially for me, because if they've got the the grit to find a way to win a crazy ass game like that now, you know, after uh, 45 minutes of some tumultuous feelings, I was like, all right, now I don't feel so horrible about it because they got some fortitude to pull that off. Bryant, welcome to the show. We're just going through reactions to Vikings Lions. What do you got for us? Um, I think we kind of all thought it would be like a pretty close game, um, but I did think that they would pull it off at home. Um, 
just from, you know, that feeling from last week, you know, uh, losing that game and having like a shorter week because it was a Monday night game and everything. So I know they wanted to get that feeling out of that system. So they did what they needed to do, you know, was come out, you know, come out with a win. Amen. And then what about, uh, so we went through the, all these reactions, uh, Ron, Sally, and I myself gave ours, but what about your temperature now? They're two and one, they're going to a different continent and then they come back home against the bears. What's your overall temperature, enthusiasm, or lack thereof going forward? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, yeah, based on how they play there, to me, almost like another home game, though, because, you know, I don't feel like the crowd is going to be, like, you know, all into either side, you know what I mean? But um, it would be good because I feel like that's really considered an away game for them, correct? It's a away yeah. yeah, it's a away so game for the Vikings. It would be good if they're able to get that game under their belt and win that one because of um, they still have more home, you know, games where they I feel like they have a higher chance of winning at home. So I feel like it would be good to get that win under your belt, though. Yeah, I've, I've been saying it since the schedule came out, or at least until we knew that London was in play, that if you ever get down on your luck thinking, oh, this team ain't shit, they're just going to be mediocre again, always remember that the schedule is advantageous. It's nine home games, seven away, one neutral site, which happens Sunday. Sally, give me your temperature after seeing week three. Uh, well, I agree with you guys. I think that there is a huge opportunity for this to be a learning experience and to be able to reflect on this and channel this energy in the future, if need be, um, based on the fact that it worked out. But I wanted to, uh, we should talk about Christian Derisaw and his mm -hmm. game because um, I know, Brian, you probably remember we had him on the show like not long after he was drafted. Mm -hmm. And I saw him on Sunday night. <clears throat> um, so we chatted a little bit and I was like, hey, you remember you did our show? And he was like, oh my gosh, yes. Uh, tell BMAC that I need him to show me around, uh, show me around <laughs> Miami. So he said you need to hit him up. That's funny. Okay. <laughs> Slide into the DMs with your information. Uh, Maybe funny. let's save that for after the game on Sunday since that is a bye week leading into the bye week. And the way he's been playing right now, I don't know if I want to – like, the dude's been a beast. Like, you know. Well, Brian McKinney doesn't go out. Hello. But on weekdays, week. though. On weekdays. <laughs> on wet Wednesdays, he does. Well, but now it oh, didn't even go. Right? So you guys are celebrating now for the next however many days. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, on well, uh, whatever. Just make sure you hit him up because I told him I would pass along the word. Okay. Yeah. We'll remind you again Wednesday because, you know, he, he did us a solid by showing up on the show and when he was just a name in the crowd. And now all of a sudden, uh, through three games, he's a top. 15 tackle in the business along with his pal. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I think uh, that's the episode, Brian, where you were in your car when you were doing the love and hip hop. Miami oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. According to pro football focus, both of the Vikings tackles are for through three weeks, you know, a little nuance there in the top 15 <laughs> for the grades, Ryan O'Neill. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they're both, they're separated by like a, uh, less than a, a point a grade so yeah I, that's one thing i think we'll get into in about five minutes here uh, i'm gonna ask you guys for some surprises about that game and i think one of you should talk about how the offensive line suddenly isn't isn't very 
isn't bad at all. It's kind of a weird feeling to be in. Uh, Ron, your temperature going forward Sunday in London. Well, you know, I would like to say that my my gauge is higher than um, than after that, or much higher than after that Monday game. Uh, but I'll say it's, it hasn't changed. Um, I, I still think we are a good team. I haven't changed my expectations as far as the win total. Um, but how it's going to get there, um, again, this division games are always going to be different, They're, especially against an up-and-coming team that clearly – is in a better place now than they were, you know, the last two or three years. Um, so I'm not looking at it like that. It's just they're the thing that concerns me the most, like coming out of the last two games, especially is our defensive scheme to start games. Now, whatever adjustments are being made at halftime, like we haven't allowed a point in the fourth quarter all year long. And our second half defense has been up to the task, but where is that in the first half? Like, where is the pressure like that the three, four is supposed to generate where we're not stopping the run. We're getting gashed. You know, if it's not swift, it's um, Jamal Williams, even Craig Reynolds had a big run against us. Um, like, when are we going to be able to tighten that up? Because we're healthy. Um, like that's not a problem. Like we're giving up chunk yardage on the ground and our coverage has been relatively soft for the most part. So what are we going to do? Are we going to tighten up coverage to, negate the pass rush or are we going to increase the pass rush to help the coverage i don't know but donatello's been doing it a long time um i hope that there's some adjustments in there um but that's the disheartening thing um is watching the defense um now we'll see we're going we get a banged up james winston and um in london so we'll see if we can get it rolling but if this is the defense that we trot out when we go to miami Miami might put up 50 on us. <laughs> I mean, like, not because of two of them, because of the speed by, on the outside. I was surprised by Miami's win. No, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they they're, they, and the Eagles are now the only 3-0 and teams, and the Dolphins are a cautionary tale of when you look at the schedule back when it comes out in the spring, and you look at that, and you're like, that won't be too terrible. Well, you know, things change, and now it's going to be real son of a bitch of a game to try to win, assuming everybody's healthy down there. Uh, my right. tip... Mm-hmm. What is it like in Miami when the Dolphins are good? Like, is it much of an NFL town to begin with? The or thing be- about Miami is when the teams are good, like the Heat and everyone, that's when everybody <laughs> wants to show up and be there and be all supporters. <laughs> so now that they beat the Buffalo Bills, and Buffalo Bills have a big um, traveling team of like fans because <laughs> I mean I've seen them everywhere. Now more people from Miami want to come out and really be at the games and really like yeah so when Miami's winning the city actually is doing better and the fans the more people are, are into it so that's yeah kinda, that's kind of how I thought Los Angeles would be but they still don't at least for now don't come around for football uh basketball certainly but uh no, not football uh my my temperature is akin to Ron's where I'm excited they pulled that win out but if this is about how the defense operates, then this this isn't a real playoff contending team. They'll get sliced and diced, and they'll be out in one game if they make it to a wild card. Um, however, teams get better, and especially teams with new schemes and whole new schemes, whole new coordinators. Uh, if you watch any type of Kansas City Chiefs football from 2019, 2020, 2021, they'll frustrate the hell out of you on defense through November. And then all of a sudden, it's like, all right, Fellas, now it's time to play, and it's mind-boggling as to how they can uh, 
just flip a switch. Now, I don't know if these Vikings have that in them, but I think last week I just rattled out, rattled off all of the dudes that they have on defense, and there's no reason that they should just be shitty. There's absolutely no reason. And if, if they are, then that means five dudes suddenly got washed up or the, the coordinator doesn't know what he's doing. So I'm sticking with my 11 and six. I would have revised it if that was allowed down to about eight and nine, if they would have lost to the Lions, because you cannot lose at home to a division rival like that. But that's where I am at. All right, let's see. Uh, one more one more topic here, Sally. Give me your biggest surprise from the Lions game, week three. Um, well, I, I'm surprised that did Jared Jared Goff never got sacked once, right? No, nope, that not. Was, that was very surprised how he, he there was just no pass rush, it felt like at all. Um, I I just couldn't believe it. I remember looking up at the clock and seeing that they had been on the field for almost five more minutes than the Vikings at some point. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't believe it that it it felt that um that off that much of a difference for one. Offensively, um, I can't really believe how bad the refs were. I guess they missed so many terrible calls, and I hate blaming referees, but there were some blatant things that they did not call. So it would have been interesting to see how things maybe have looked if that wasn't the ch- wasn't the circumstances. Um, but other than that, I mean, that's all I could think of right now. <laughs> I think the uh, the time of possession ended up upside down by eight minutes and forty seconds. And usually, when you have that t- type of variance, and then you don't get any pressure on defense, you're going to lose games. Um, that's eight just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh you- Usually, I guess I'm still jaded from Zimmer football, but usually that is a recipe for disaster. Uh, thank, thankfully, they could overcome it. But yeah, no court, no pressure on Goff and a pretty egregious time of possession battle usually results in an L. But <laughs> well, you also have to t- I wonder, though, if Campbell would have kicked would have taken the three points every time when he went for it on fourth down and didn't get it wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have been able to lose. Yeah, well, it was That's like, also. It's like we say, that's also, to, sorry, you go ahead, Dustin. It's like we allowed them to get into that little hot zone every damn drive where they had to think about going forward or field goal. And that wasn't by design. That doesn't make the Vikings good. It was like, all right, you get inside the 50, and then it's your problem to deal with it. Yeah, and with Siebert, like he's he's not a very accurate kicker. Like history, like I think it's something in in the 40s and less, he's like uh you know, something like 17 of like 28 or something like that. So, um, but again, like if you're the coach and you are not giving your kicker a vote of confidence throughout the game, then all of a sudden now when it really matters, you're giving it to him. Um, <laughs> like that, that's what was odd. So, um, but hopefully our kicker, his confidence doesn't go down either because 56 yards, like you can't blame. I I'll never blame a kicker for missing 56 yarders. <clears throat> um, now I'd like to see them, be a little closer um but uh you know not everyone has a justin tucker out there what was your surprise um well the the two things um for me one is lewis scene like what is going on there um and uh, again josh metellus had the game saving play although he did drop the one right before it um but why is lewis scene not in there why is he not getting playing time it's making that trade down look more and more stupid um if he truly needs development now i am a scene fan uh but watching our interior defensive line get gashed i keep thinking jordan davis wouldn't be wouldn't be getting pushed around like that <laughs> um so well whatever we'll see it's still week three um we'll see it's what happens fun. down the road 22. What was what was that? 
Davis of the new regime. Oh yeah. Well, let's hope that that's not the case. Um, but, uh, so we'll see. Um, but I would have liked to with Harrison Smith, not playing, I would have liked to see, let's see what the kid has. Let him fly around. And that's the way it should be. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, Metellus, there's a reason why he's elevated to and from the practice squad, like every other week, but good for him. He made a play, um, when it mattered. Um, and then offensive side, we touched on it is just our, the way our offensive line is getting, push up front um now they still have their times um like you know especially in the interior getting pushed back and pass protection but overall like <clears throat> you have confidence now when the pocket when we drop back to pass that there's going to be a clean pocket at least um mostly clean pocket to deal with and the lions have a good front mm-hmm. um especially aiden hutchinson uh charles harris those are two you know very good pass rushers um, so kudos to obviously O'Neal is one of the best in the league and Darisaw is blossoming into, you know, again, like he's becoming one of those upper echelon, you know, franchise left tackles that we've lacked since Ryan, <laughs> like mm-hmm. literally we had Matt Khalil for one year. That was it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and Ed Ingram's going to have his growing pains. Like he's a rookie that'll happen, but you still see him doing some good things, moving some guys. Um, and the, him and Cleveland combined have made Bradbury look better. Like now, again, I don't know how his pass pro, what it, what he's responsible for. Um, but in the run game, when he is able to use that athleticism, like what he's number six ranked right now by, by PFF. So mm-hmm. um, take it, you know, as it is, but um, I like to see the fact that we have five, five guys homegrown that um, are gelling together. That's my biggest surprise from that game. And I guess now sort of in general is that quietly Bradbury has about a 70 PFF grade and who in the hell would have thunk it. Um, Nobody thought that he would really rectify himself totally, but for three games, small sample size, it seems to be there. Uh, Brian, I want to ask you this on our final question tonight for the Monday edition post game, so to speak. Uh, Now, I don't think you ever traveled to Europe for a football game, unless I'm mistaken, but what, tell me like when you go from coast to coast, is there really a big like sleep variance or something that you have to do to make sure that you don't, you know, bone up your performance on the field? Cause the Vikings have to worry about that this week. Oh uh, yeah. Sometimes that's why some uh, teams, they would take guys out like a day, you know, a couple of days earlier. Um, especially if you're going from all the way East coast to West coast. <clears throat> I want to say when I was with Baltimore, we went to San Diego. We went, we didn't go just on Saturday. I think we might've went like on a Friday or something like that. Just to give you, Time to adjust to the time because um, it can be an adjustment. I think more of the guys from the West Coast do that when they come east, though, because they lose they lose time. Mm-hmm. So a lot more of them do that. Um, but I mean, they'll have to get acclimated because they leave it six hours um, ahead over there. So they would have to go over there and definitely get acclimated to the time difference because you're used to your body being up and doing certain things at a certain time. And it's, mm-hmm. it's one of the time going to throw you off a little bit, but they should be, they should, they should be over there, over there enough to, to make the adjustment. Should be fine. Okay. All right. So that's a very real thing. I figured it was, you know, I traveled to Hawaii this summer, but I didn't have a whole lot on the line. Um, if anything, but yeah, it, it was, it was an acclimation to just getting used to things for a week. All right, group, we'll be back. Yep, sorry. I was going to say, Brian, you're going to – you still have that London trip planned, correct? No, because we're calling them dating. They're not going anymore. Like, the overall trip, I guess they're not doing it. Um, Oh, wow. They just moved by last week. Yes. Okay. The latest – 
the latest and greatest rumor is that the Bucks and Chiefs might play at our stadium on on Sunday if the, if Hurricane Ian makes its landing. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of kind of kooky. All right, oh, we'll be cool. Say that again, Sally. I think it would be cool. I hope that does happen. Yeah, <clears throat> I I think that there's a real possibility. Um, you know, it's completely open, and they want to keep it someplace quasi neutral. Well, you'd think it'd be pretty cheap for us to be able to go because it's not <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. And if it's a noon game, then you know, go and you know, watch the Vikings game and then <laughs> yeah. go right in. <laughs> Perfect. And we can tailgate. <laughs> you can make new friends. All right, we'll be back uh Wednesday night to fully preview the Saints game, which happens at 8 a.m. Central Time in uh for you know in London. So all right guys, we'll see you Wednesday night. Okay. All right, have a good one. Happy oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Brian. Happy early birthday. Later. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.